Welcome to another edition of the Coffee Cast with Cation, sponsored by New Balance. Appreciate their support. And you can support us as well going to patreon.com slash Tennis. You can buy our coffee. And my guest today, John Millman, commentator extraordinaire. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what you've ordered today. I've ordered uh, almost the exact same thing, except I've gone, I, I'm going to call it the American version of the flat white, which is with one sugar. Yeah, so I just had mine uh, flat white. So really Australian coffee that. I mean, that's as bad as an Australian order as you can get. And and I have that straight, There's, it's full cream milk. Okay. You know, I'm not getting in, I don't get into, skinny. Uh, I don't go fancy with the skinny stuff. Okay. Or the soy or anything like that. And uh, yeah, you can't have sugar in your coffee. Why? Oh, well, oh, okay. Now see, that's a little extreme. Like to have a little bit of sugar. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, I, I weeded that out um, originally. You know, growing up, the first time I actually started having coffee, I know this, yeah. is, this is more than tennis, but the, the, the first time I started having coffee was, um, I'd wake up of a morning to try to fit in all my schooling, high school. I went yeah. to a pretty serious high school and I, my house is a madhouse. Okay. You know, I've got, uh, my sister collects animals for fun. Um, you know, my everything, it's just an open door policy at home. What kind of animals for fun? Oh, everything. I, I came home from a, a trip and um, there was a chicken living in my room and I said, uh, what's going on? Oh, that's Rosie, the chicken's room now, John. Okay, cool. So I was a guest in Rosie's room. So Did uh, you displace the Rosie? Did no, Rosie no, find no, a different place no, to leave? No, 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 she didn't. No, she um, she enjoyed it there and, and I ended up starting to like her, but she now knows she's a chicken. That, that lasted a couple of years and she now knows she's a chicken, so she's outside. So it's positive. So, but, but to get to my point, it's- I have a, so many questions, <laughs> but, but go on. Well, to get to my point, it's a, it's a bit of a madhouse. So I started um, being the kind of um, pretty full on person that I am. I uh, would wake up at four o'clock every morning. Yeah. Oh, but not every morning, sorry, on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Well, you had a chicken waking you up. Well, Saturday and Sunday, I'd wake <laughs> up at four o'clock and I would do, um, I found, I discovered that during the day I wouldn't get any of my schoolwork done. Yeah. So I'd wake up at four and then I'd do like a, a three and a half, four hour shift until eight o'clock when everyone else started waking up. Okay. And I kind of just forced myself to like coffee because that's the only thing that would keep me awake. And so, Originally, a few sugars, yeah. now straight. Okay. You travel the world. Yeah. Uh, everybody obviously says Melbourne is one of the top yeah. coffee places in the world. Yeah. Um, where's the worst? Uh, for, yeah, there's a, there's a few, but <laughs> people aren't going to like me for saying this. I, I shouldn't say it because I know that America is the greatest country in the planet. <laughs> Depends on your political leanings, um, I'm sure. Right no, now, look, but. Um, Mexico had some terrible coffee, Okay, uh, in my opinion. Um, um, all right, let's just get to it. China, let's, the coffee's very bad. America, the coffee's wrong pretty with bad, guys. Coffee? What do we do wrong? You, and there are some little pop-ups now that I'm starting to really appreciate. Yeah. And that's one of the first things I do when I go to America because I actually really like playing there. Um, and I've played there a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'll look for, like, maybe if there's, a, like, a little local coffee place where maybe they've been to Australia or, you know, they just like their coffee. The baristas are proper baristas. Yeah. Um, it's depressing when uh, Starbucks is like, uh, I get yeah, excited no, to find a Starbucks. Um, and the thing that really gets me is when I get told that they've met, just made a fresh brew and it's uh, filter coffee. I can't do it, mm. guys. Can't okay. do a filter coffee. 
Uh, Robbie Koenig, who you and I have worked yeah. with here for the last couple of weeks, he said the biggest thing that's wrong with American coffee, specifically if he's ordering a flat white, is the temperature of the milk. Okay. Well, I just find, um, look, my ideal coffee um, is when the barista knows what they're doing and um, obviously if the milk's too hot, you can burn it. Sure. If it's too cold, it's obviously not that great either. Right. Um, but I, I think it's all, all to do with the pour. Okay. You know, I, I, I love a, a good consistent coffee where, you know, it's not just coffee and then just a bit of foam on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good a flat white, you know, it's a nice consistent rich pour where the milk's blended in nicely with the coffee, you know, it's, and it's yeah. smooth. How, how do they do here with Lavazza, Lavazza. obviously the, the sponsor here at, at the AO? Look, I think they do a pretty good job. You know, it's um, I, definitely there's a couple of little coffee places in the city that yeah. I, I'd prefer, but these guys belt it out, you know. They've yeah, got, right. I mean, they're super busy here. And, and um, look, I've certainly um, spent a fair bit of my player accreditation money on the <laughs> coffee, so it mustn't be too bad. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit of tennis here, and, and I said some nice things about you, which I certainly meant in terms of your commentary. Um, what did you learn last year, your first real go about uh, go around doing this, this commentary work when you were injured, and how did you uh, want to improve on it for this year? Yeah, look, it was um, last year it came about, I should probably say how it came about, and uh, I was in Brisbane, um, I was staring at the eyes of my third surgery, this time on my groin. Yeah, you were uh, hanging out with Rosie. And I mean, yeah, that's exactly, good. exactly. No, but I was, I was staring down a third surgery, I was in Brisbane, um, really just butting hair, like I didn't really know what was happening with my body, and... Um, I'd written myself off for the summer. You know, I tried really hard in Brisbane to get back fit, but uh, it looked like the summer was done. Um, so I had some pretty good New Year's cel celebrations, more <laughs> out of pity for myself. Um, and then uh, I got asked to do the final um, with Matty Hill, who I, I just, I love Matty Hill. He's uh, one of our most famous race callers right now. He does all the spring carnivals in Melbourne for horse racing. Yeah. Um, um, absolute legend and star, star of a man. Um, and uh, yeah, I called the final there, Nishikori versus Dimitrov, and um, it was good. It was good fun. I enjoyed it, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, I, I probably said that I enjoyed doing it. And um, then I got asked to do a couple of days in Sydney with another legend, Gary Wilkinson, mm -hmm. who uh, absolute legend in Australian uh, media. Mm -hmm. Really, he's uh, I've, that's my one disappointment this year is that I haven't been able to call a match with with Wilco because um, I got so much respect for him. I love yeah. him. Um, and um, yeah, so I did a couple of days in Sydney and then I did eight days here in Melbourne. So um, it was different for me. It was different for me coming to a tennis tournament and not playing. Yeah. Um, there was different pressures. Uh, you know, I didn't know, apart from Wilco, who uh, you know, I'd done Sydney with, um, I started to get a little bit more comfortable with him. Um, I, I loved the, the pressure of the unknown. You know, it was a bit like uh, getting ready for a tennis match. I tried to do as much preparation as possible. Yeah. Um, I was kind of learning as I, as I went. Yeah. Um, so thrown in the deep water a little bit, but um, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed speaking, so it probably I've works noticed. well and I, enjoyed, and I enjoy tennis, you know, I've grown up with it. So I think the two things work hand in hand a little bit. My game, I think kind of suits commentary. Uh, you know, I've had to figure out my opponents um, 
as I've gone. You know, I've had to figure out areas in my game that might work against opponents and I've had to figure out areas in my game that I want to improve. And so I think it really actually correlates when um, breaking down a match. Yeah. So I think that that really has helped me out. Um, but yeah, there were different pressures. You know, I was calling matches with uh, Robbie Koenig and yeah. I remember Robbie comes in and you know, he's, I've obviously listened to him and, yeah. um, you know, if, if anyone's listened to tennis matches, you know, he's the guy that says line liquor and uh, has all these, the frozen yeah. rope, which I love. Uh, I love that one. Um, and, you know, Robbie was very, every commentator has their different styles and, you know, Robbie was very exact as to when um, people should come in and, right. and um, you know, I found that really interesting and I was so lucky to, to be calling matches with these guys, Petchy, yourself. Um, and yeah, I think as the week went on, I just became more comfortable in the box like you do on a tennis court. Yeah. You know, the, the more you expose yourself to these pressures, the more comfortable you are. And, and I think research was the key for me. Uh, I really try to go and see the stats people just to have... Um, you know, just something a little bit different and just think about a, a little bit more um, just some areas that, uh, you know, that I'll be able to speak about or that I'll look for. Um, not just in the stats people, actually, uh, Darren McMurtry, an unbelievable um, guy, employee of Tennis Australia, um, he provides, you know, we're lucky at our federation in that we're very advanced in the, in, in, in the player performance um, department in terms of breaking down opposing players and yeah. he has some stats. So I'd go see him. Yeah. I just try to get every little bit of information, like how I'd approach a normal tennis match, except I was up in the boot. Yeah. So this year I've um, was another challenge in itself because I then had to balance playing tennis yeah. and calling matches. Um, so I think for me, I managed my time a lot better this year. Okay. Uh, I had to. Yeah. And um, if I remember right, you you did one one call in between your first and second round matches. I did. Is that right? I did. Yeah. No. And I got asked. I mean, the, the guys at the World Team Feed are unbelievable in terms of um, you know just how accommodating they are here. And I. Um, was asked if I wanted to and, and I had a light day and I was actually pretty keen to get up in the booth and yeah, yeah it's, it's a I enjoy it okay. so um, it was a nice day off uh, from tennis to be able to call a match and um, yeah so it was just probably more about time management I still tried to do as much research as I could um, and uh, yeah I think uh, just on my timing and and it's it's there's a lot of chemistry with the right, person sure. that's in your booth and and I think um, the more you do something the, the better you get it hopefully um, the people listening thought I was half decent and if I get a chance to go again then um, I'll I expect myself to improve <laughs> do you um, drink you're, you're allowed to drink whenever you want it's part of the coffee cast that's, that's the great <laughs> part of it um, are you cognizant of the fact that you were getting reviews as positive as I've seen of yours? Um, not, not particularly. Definitely not on like social media or anything like yeah. that. Um, it's like tennis. I, I try not to look at that stuff too much. I love good feedback. Trust me, but yeah. there's a lot of people out there when you're playing tennis that probably don't give you that. Um, but you know, you can tell if you do, did a good call. I, I like yeah, that. About, sure. And it's like tennis too. Um, 
and and there's been times during this week where the match hasn't given you much yes. and you kind of walk out the booth and you're ah is right. that good but yep. there's other times where you you walk out and you're that, that was a good call i enjoyed that you know and, and i thought it flowed well yeah. um so um yeah look i uh i enjoy doing it so yeah i hope some people enjoyed listening to it and maybe it gave them a little bit of a different insight um with someone who's currently playing on the tour and um you know i think that's what it's about just uh just trying to 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 explain um why someone's doing something and and maybe that's not um as clear as it is because uh, you just don't have that experience, you know? So I made some statements yesterday okay. uh, when, when Fucevic was, was playing Federer. Um, and, and I'd heard that McEnroe, specifically John McEnroe, was just saying, you know, it's not going to be a very entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, so we'll try to keep you entertained. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, from your perspective, as a guy who's been in this wide range from, what, 60 in the world? Was that about yep. right for the career 60, high? 60, yeah. 60 to, I mean, where are you at right now, 130? Oh, I'm about 110 okay. right now, yeah. Oh, that's I'm the starting, to come, yeah. back down. So starting to come back down. As you, you've you been a guy who's been in the same yeah. situation as Fucevic, yeah. Yeah. and yet you're sitting there and just like, I'm gonna do everything I can to mm. make sure I represent yeah. the sport well. Yeah. How do you view commentators now that you've done it yeah. a couple of years when you when you do hear something yeah. as negative as yeah. that? Yeah. Look, I um, yeah, I've seen all walks of tennis because every time I've had to come back from injury, um, you know, I've started off at fifteen hundred. Right. You know, that's been my real rank, uh, <laughs> and I've had to grind my way back each time. And, yeah. Um, and, well, and you, th- you were nice enough to come join us on the USTA Pro Circuit after the shoulder. There you go. Yeah, and and before that, I was in China playing playing ten thousand dollar challenges, uh, futures. Right. You know, like, um, so I've seen all walks of 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 tennis and tennis players, and and um, the the one thing it has, it's given me an appreciation just how many people play our game and how many people play it well, um, and and it didn't take me to do commentary to. Um, to really um, it really frustrates me when um, maybe even some guys who maybe Fuksovic looked up to maybe you know one of the guys that's calling his match that's probably disrespecting him you know to put it bluntly yeah um, I just find that that's uh, ordinary and I think that 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 it kind of means they've actually lost touch of tennis these days you know and you only have to look at what's happening at this tournament you know this is the pinnacle of sport a grand slam and um we see guys uh high on chung you know two years ago he was playing challenges every week in week out last year he was playing a few challenges you know like yeah um and he's uh just beat Djokovic and he's up against tennis sangren who you know predominantly played on the challenger circuit last year um, and they're in a quarterfinal. You know, one beat Djokovic, the other one beat um, beat Team. Dominic Team. Yeah, yeah, I should know that. I called that. Um, <laughs> but, but how how disrespectful is that to those players? And and I think you've really lost um, touch with with where tennis is at these days because there's so many good guys that are competing and um, knocking on the door of say top hundred and deeper. Um, 
that uh, I just think that maybe you should get out more and see what's out there or maybe watch a little bit more tennis, not just maybe Grand Slams where you probably get paid to, to go and make the calls to do it, but yeah. watch and see what's happening because uh, the game's changed so much now and there's so many good players that yeah. are knocking on everyone's door and on any given day, I really do believe that um, someone can be competitive with one of the better players in the world. What's the difference between American commentary, if you if you know this, between American commentary and Australian commentary? Um, oh, look, I, I certainly see um, there's probably a, a, a lot of similarities. Um, I, I think probably a funny one yeah. in terms of maybe not getting too serious here is um, I reckon... Uh, and I've probably said a few too that Americans would be going, what the heck does that mean? You know, uh-huh. like um, I said one that uh, I think it was Kyle Edmund was playing against Gregor Dimitrov in Brisbane. And uh, I'm a big admirer of Kyle. He's a Liverpool he's, fan. And, yeah. and he's got one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest forehands in the game. For sure. And um, he unleashed on one. And I just said, oh, geez, he really pinned the ears back on that one. And I reckon Americans would probably be scratching their head yeah. going, what is that, you know? And pin the ears back as a reference to horse racing when they are, you know, really going right. hard down the straight. We say, you know, they're pinning their ears back because you, you look at the horse and they have, they've got their ears pinned right, back. Right, right, right. And it just means they're going like a bullet, you know? Um, so I reckon that maybe we throw in a few more um, jovial um, references. Uh-huh. Maybe a, I, I'd say probably... Um, Slightly, um, slightly more relaxed in the approach, I would say. Yeah. Um, not saying that that necessarily is better. Yeah. Um, it's just probably fits in with the Australian culture. I mean, you've yeah. spent a lot of time here now, yeah. this year and last year. Um, and Australians are pretty laid back people. Yes. And I think probably the commentary kind of reflects that. I feel more at home here than I do in a lot of places in the States just because of the fact that it's chill yeah like I, exactly even though Melbourne continues to grow as yep. much as it does and it feels a little bit more like we're constricted yes. in terms of there are more people here it's starting to feel like a smaller version of New York in yep. that way like yep. people are living on top of each other yep. uh, but yeah like people are just still so relaxed so chilled yeah today my barista at Fadi's which is a very nice place in Albert Park right by the Airbnb I, she's she's wanting to be an actress and I said how can I follow you and she just writes down her email and yeah. Instagram and I'm just like like I'm a creepy old dude yeah, what are no, you doing but no, like that's, that's just kind of the way exactly of, of no we here. um you know Australians are generally laid back and and I love our our culture and our way of life um I love Australia I'm a passionate Australian and anyone who knows me um just knows how much I love living in this country and, and how proud I am to call myself Australian and and um, yeah look I probably think that um, again don't know if it's probably a good thing or a bad thing probably some of our politicians would like us to be a little bit more switched on and serious but um, look I think that um, we are one of the most uh, laid-back kind of cultures going around we celebrate multiculturalism um, we've got a lot of people have come here to um, to make a new start at their life, and and I, I think they're just appreciative. I mean, there's a lot to be appreciative of. We've um, got a lot of good things going for us. Do you have the same appreciation coming to this slam or any of the slams that you do now versus 
say three years ago. Look, I have an appreciation um, at, at any tournament I go and play. Uh, obviously, the slams. Yeah, <laughs> you're grateful to be there 100%. Um, because I, I just think when you're away from the sport, like I have been on multiple occasions. Um, there's been many soul-searching moments where you know, I literally didn't know if I would be playing tennis again. Yeah. So, um, you know, every time I, I step on a court, uh, regardless of what tournament it is, it could be a challenger. Um, hopefully, you know, it's, it's not a future, to be honest with yeah, you sure. now. Um, but a challenger, an ATP event, wherever. Um, I'm just grateful to be out there and being able to compete and, um, I think the older I get and, and, you know, sometimes the tougher it is to get out on court, uh, um, yeah, the more your appreciation grows for uh, what a credible opportunity and experience we're having. Do you have a media agent yet? No, definitely not. Yeah, no, I don't even but have like, a... Seriously? That's... Yeah, I don't have a, a proper... Um, tennis agent well actually now one of my mates does a lot of my stuff and he's an okay. absolute legend and he's a, a big go-getter but yeah my whole career I actually have never had a management company or anything I just kind of go with the flow why and, um, look well I didn't really play much many junior tennis so yeah, I got right. a, only a, a handful of op offers to even play college tennis I would have loved the opportunity to play college ball um, if someone had maybe if one of the recruiters had actually explain to myself and my parents what it was all about I would have jumped at the opportunity but no one came knocking really <laughs> well not aggressively knocking yeah um, so I didn't really do much juniors and I kind of did my own thing when I finished playing playing uh, when I finished school I, I went overseas and would find myself in Europe for five months and I'd be just doing the what um, the majority of tennis players do, you know, um, going week to week, trying to win a couple of matches. So yeah. you'd pay for a hotel room, uh, not even a hotel room, you know, like just a bed somewhere. Uh, and the weeks you didn't, you'd sleep on the floor of airports and train stations. So like, um, I wasn't, you know, I probably wasn't deemed good enough to, um, for any management companies to come knocking, yeah. um, which is fine. You know, I can enter tournaments and I think that um, you know, obviously the endorsement deals aren't, aren't going to be flooding in uh, unless you, you know, we know that tennis is top heavy and yeah. we know that, you know, and those guys are the ones that drive the sports and therefore they're the ones that, you know, are marketable. Um, and the stuff that uh, maybe a, a, an agent could do for me, um, you know, booking a hotel room and entering into some tournaments, I think I can probably do that. I think you can handle a lot of those yeah. things. You are a man of the world. Yeah. Uh, got a little experience here today. There were looked like hundreds or maybe even thousands of people who were there to see your training session today. Uh, yeah. So that seemed like it was a, a good yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny you should say that because um, none of them had the Australian flag. They, <laughs> it was all uh, red and white. Um, yeah, it was the Swiss flag. Yeah, yeah. I got to hit with, um, obviously... The GOAT. The GOAT. Yeah, he is the GOAT, in my opinion. Uh, Roger. Um, yeah, I mean, what more can I say about Roger? I can't really, you know, he, he's... Uh, he drives our sport. Uh, but not only that, he's very genuine. Uh, ever since I probably played him in Brisbane, you know, um, they... You, you form a just a a friendly connection yeah, with sure. someone and um, 
ever since then, you know, very respectful. Um, I, I love his team too. Uh, Sev, um, who, who he was at the obviously Rio Olympics without <laughs> with Renko or Rod, so he right. was just there kind of. <laughs> uh, and so we'd joke around there. Um, but just his team's great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah if if they told me to pick up balls and not because you know obviously I put a value on myself and I'm very proud of, of what I've achieved but um, if, you know I just think that I'd probably yeah run him throw him the ball because <laughs> I just think what he's done in our sport I just have so much respect for that well I mean you you talk about learning from Robbie Koenig and Nick Lester mm. Mark Petschy over the last couple of days. I'm yeah. sure it's the same when you're on a tennis court, you know, just learning from the professionalism of Roger Federer. Again, I don't mean to, like, put him on some sort of a pedestal, yeah. but when you're looking at the best in the business, no yeah. matter what business you're in, to have that experience just yeah. to learn, it's it's amazing. Oh, 100%. And, um, um, yeah, and I like to, you know, pick their brains a little bit. Sure. I'll, I'll speak to their coaches about... Um, you know certain things and uh, I just find it interesting I find the whole thing fascinating and and you know that that translates into um, commentary too you know Peter Donner again I was talking to him um, you know about he used to do at the Melbourne Cup which is one of our big races yeah. it's like the equivalent of like a Kentucky Derby or yes. something yeah um, you know I would ask he used to do all the jockeys talks before they went out and at the end and yeah, I just want to pick his brains. Right, I want to sure. pick Wilco's brains. I, I want to pick everyone's brains because I just think that I love conversation. Yeah, I love talking and um, getting to know people. And there's so many interesting people out there that um, you know it's, I, I find that really enjoyable. So you're theoretically heading to the Davis Cup next week. Um, do you have a, a spot at home that you, you your, your coffee spot? I mean, do you have? Yeah, your, for sure. Okay, I've got a couple. Spot? Yeah, look, I've got a couple of little coffee places, um, and 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 all of their coffee is unbelievable. Okay. And then it'll depend on what food I'm feeling feeling like. Because mm. there's a bagels place okay. that I you know keep, um, that I go to, and um, so if I feel like bagels, and they do unbelievable coffee, La yeah. Bomba, it's like a bit of Spanish tapas for breakfast, and then. Um, great coffee there. This is this is what's interesting to me and what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, more so than when I was here a year ago. We have coffee shops in America. Yeah. It is a coffee shop. Yeah. We might have like a little pastry, a Danish or like a little sugary treat or something like that, right? But we don't have proper food. Yeah. And I go into like every single restaurant and there's an espresso machine. Yeah. Every single yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's uh, you know our cafe culture is one of the things I miss the most when I travel. Yeah, um, you know Australians love breakfast, um, not your Denny's breakfast, right? <laughs> um, but you know we have this culture of going out for breakfast and having a very good coffee, but with an eggs Benedict or you know breakfast burritos and um, you know baked eggs and. And, uh, you know, that's just, uh, Australians love to get outside, you know, and and, uh, there's so many of those. And and so therefore, yeah, it's it's something that you appreciate the more you travel, just how good it is back home. You want to give a plug to your spots? Oh, gee whiz, I could. Yeah, definitely. Well, La Bomba is, uh, 
um, running a great little coffee there. They use yeah, the Genovese the bean. Yeah, they use the Genovese bean, which is, um, yeah, unbelievable. Keyhole espresso also. Okay. Um, they do the bagels there. So they do bagels and coffee and it's brilliant. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> the good thing is in, in, in they're, they're the ones that are closest. They're my locals, you yeah. know. Um, and then, uh, you know, every now and again, I'll, I'll yonder a little bit further and, and just to see what's out there. So La Bamba's for me at home in Champagne, and there will be a few Champagne residents who listen to this. It's like the hangover Mexican joint. Yeah. Like it is the sloppy, yeah. greasy yeah, This burrito. definitely isn't sloppy. Sounds a little yeah. bit better. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> isn't sloppy at all. It's, um, yeah, like Spanish tapas yeah. for breakfast um, with, you know, a breakfast swing on it. Um, but they're also open actually for, for lunch and dinner. So, you know, if you don't feel like having breakfast, you can go out a little bit later. The one thing I need to learn from you guys, the Australians, I'm just generalizing all of you yeah. just because you're here. Um, Australians, South Africans, and the Brits, the ability to have an espresso late and still be able to sleep. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I still can't. Yeah, I think it's a, look, I, I think it's a little bit of a, a, mental, a mental mental thing. I think um, I think if you, you grow up... Um, Are you saying I'm immature? No, 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 no. I think if you grow if up, grow whilst, up. <laughs> whilst you're growing up in your early years when you've yeah. started to drink coffee, I think if you get told that it's going to keep you awake, and, yeah. you know, I think it kind of does. So I think like it kind of acts as like a coffee and you relate that to staying awake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but often, because obviously I don't really get to have too many desserts these days. Yeah. Um, don't want to get the belly. Yeah. Um, so often, you know, if I go out with my mates to a restaurant, um, you know, that'll be kind of my dessert, a little espresso, a little macchiato or something. I can't, I can't fathom it. <laughs> I respect it. John, thank you. Uh, I got to say one more okay. thing. Oh, go. That's all right. Go. Yeah. I, I normally, I actually leave I like actually, two minutes. No, I actually mentioned this on, uh, on the commentary because, and this is going to pump up your tires a little oh, bit, good. but it's genuine. I it's need genuine. Them. And I said um, in the commentary, um, how good is it that Mike Cation is doing the Australian Opens, the last couple, because um, I said that I've watched, uh, as I've kind of had to climb through the rankings, do my challenges, and I still have to play some challenges, um, and then, you know, graduate and yeah. play a few of the slams and stuff. You've been there, you know, and, and, and you've been doing that with... Uh, I remember when you guys first started doing the the, the challenges, and yeah. you still do. And you, you yeah. come in the the van, and and I mean, it's obviously it's not as glamorous as yeah. what we get here. It's it was with sitting just in the media <laughs> cafe, you know, it's a little bit different, yeah. but um, it, it it makes it you know it makes it pretty sweet, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I when when tennis won last night, just. I use the hashtag graduated. Yeah. Same for you. I mean, to have these abilities to play in these yeah. events. I mean, it's, I take pride personally in, in what we are trying to do because I want to build the sport. Yeah. It's and that that's, simple. And I think that that's, um, that's really special because um, I, th I believe the sport needs to be, you know, um, uh, yeah, ne needs to be built a little bit more. I believe that, uh, you know, we should be appreciating more and more people in our sport because I, I, I really do think that we've got some great athletes yep. um, 
And and it starts, you know, you have to go through the slog to start that. And I thought uh, it, originally, I know uh, before the USDA, you guys did it, and now you're in conjunction with the USDA doing those challenges. And um, you know, it, I, I think you guys should know just how big that reach is, and you know that. But um, you know, when my friends and uh, get to watch me when I was playing the challenges with proper commentary, their comments were was so um, positive and I think it's brilliant isn't it it is it's a lot of fun and uh, yeah I, I mean I, I say it all the time and I mean it it's an honor to get to do that because I think it's important to tell your story when you were coming back from your shoulder injury just to kind of talk about yeah. what you'd been through I think those things are important yeah 100% so thank you thank you John and uh, yeah have a good rest of your Australian summer yeah. I'm going to go back to the cold tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. No, yeah, we're really excited we, about We that. just chase summers, don't we? <laughs> <laughs>